In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Lightning, very, very frightening. We were watching Big Trouble in Little China, and joining me today are Robert Paterno and Justice Perry. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, how you doing? You forgot rain. It's not in There's the... There's three storms. That, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like worse than whitewashing. It's just like it's erasing. Just, well, I mean, <laughs> it's white outing. That's true. Rain never spoke anyway. No. <laughs> he was the pretty one whose powers were the best, but then his weapon was the worst. Yeah. Was he the one whose weapon was the back scratcher? Uh, no, his weapon no, that was, was the spinny thingy. That was Storm. Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, uh, thunder. 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 Uh, so Carter Wong. Lightnings was like, he he put his hands yeah, up and he had, like, he had like little a, metal things like that a, just spun like really a, fast. I'm like, that yeah. just seems dangerous <laughs> for you. Like a Cuisinart. Yeah, Cuisinart. <laughs> like double-handed Cuisinarts. So, sorry, before I do anything else, uh, <laughs> Justice, our... <laughs> why don't we say stuff about yourself and welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, hi, my name is Justice Perry. I, uh, I'm i 35, no, I'm 34, I don't know how old I am, I'm 34 years old. <laughs> That's what hap- uh, happens when you have a kid, is you just like, I know I'm aging, but I have no idea how rapidly. <laughs> um yeah, and uh, and I I think I'm the only one on the show that likes this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. We're going to have an amazing time. <laughs> it definitely needs changing, but I like this movie. <laughs> uh, Robert, tell uh, us about yourself. Oh, well, before we do that, uh, Justice, because uh, listeners, uh, Justice and I have never met until today. That's can, right. Can, I'd like to know a little bit more about our my, my co- Sure. Co guest? Justice, I yeah. met you through uh short we were on a short form improv team for a year and a half, two years? About two years, I would say, yeah. Uh back in when I was still living in LA and uh and we, we got along famously and we I would go over to your house for game nights and That's that, right. That was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, and we've so we've known each other for I guess we met around twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, so yeah, somewhere between five and seven years. That sounds about right. Yeah. And I'm slowly trying to work my way through everyone who is on that team, just because I think they're all <laughs> And uh, Justice actually lives in, I want to say, Philadelphia. Nope, I'm in Salem, Massachusetts, a uh, uh, place oh. where uh, uh, one of your other movies that you've changed up, uh, Hocus Pocus, takes place. I want to mm. say Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> you can say Baltimore, it won't make it true. <laughs> uh, when... Before you left LA, did you ever go see the Hocus Pocus house when it was? Se- I did not at all. Ah, missing out. All right, never mind. <laughs> oh, cool. So, what do you do in Salem? Like, what do you do for work and stuff? We know you do comedy. So, what other things make up Justice? Yeah, I'm. I'm still uh, uh, doing some acting stuff. I'm uh, a company member with a popular. Uh, a community theater out in uh, Massachusetts called Flat Earth Theater, and I'm the producer for a YouTube channel called Mr. Mobile. So like and subscribe, smash that subscribe button uh, if you like mobile technology, because uh, we're the best. Of you said a lot of interesting things just then, but I feel like both Robert and I paused yeah, on um, the, the name of the theater. Uh, Flat Earth Theater, yes. Not, we, it was before, like, Flat Earthers became a thing, yeah. It was before Flat Earthers, like, became a thing again. Yeah, it's (laughs) not, uh, we are not, like, 
science deniers. In fact, we do a lot of like science-based plays uh, that are uh, actually, yeah, going to be performing something called uh, Delicate Particle Logic, uh, which I, I swear to God, I, I'm, I'm involved in the theater, but I've been, I have no idea what it's about at the moment. But I know it's uh, something about uh, Otto Preminger. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what any of those things are, but it sounds My great. My mind is blown. Yeah. yeah. My mind is blown. But yeah, really, it's a good theater. We've won a lot of awards, and I'm I'm very pleased. And now I want to hear about you, sir. <laughs> As he takes a sip of water uh, at the exact right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name's Robert Paterno. Uh, I am a newly minted 40-year-old as of uh, two days ago. Congratulations. Two days of this recording, I guess. Uh, I am, I know Sam through, uh, improv comedy through laughtivism, uh, specifically. Nope. That's not where we met. Oh no, that's not where we met. We did, we did a play, like the first play uh, I did out here in LA. It was also the first play I did out here. Well, it's the first actual play I did out here. Yeah. Uh, The Misanthrope. Yeah. Um, that was, that, that was an interesting time. Uh, something died under the th- the stage at one point. Uh huh. A rat died in the walls, <laughs> yeah, and, and it took them a day it. or two to get rid of it. And it it oh god, it I don't know if you've ever like smelled that. death, but oh, I, mean, I have. It was like literal. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. And then and then we we reconnected mm-hmm. through through improv comedy through um, through laughtivism, which was uh, uh, not defunct, but uh, now it's just kind of shifted. Uh, social justice focused sketch and improv comedy Mm -hmm. group and so yeah i'm not as big as as we're as we're speaking right now uh just as hand is over the camera (laughs) just makes me curious as to what's to happen happening on the other end yeah just Um, don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) just want to make sure everybody's okay so i'm an actor and a teaching artist out here in Los Angeles. I've been here about seven and a half years. Um, from uh, Houston originally, and yeah, I do a lot of theater work as a as a teaching artist with the Unusual Suspects and uh, the Geffen Playhouse, working with a lot of uh, underserved populations, doing uh, doing theater outreach and arts education. Have a have my have my own podcast on hi- hiatus called oh, yeah? Representation, where we it's a similar model, I think, to what you do. It's we <laughs> Great. We, we examine we examine a uh, we examine television and film through the lens of inclusion and representation. So we'll we'll take a uh, a show or a movie and we'll talk about talk about it through that that lens. What they did well, uh, what we think they missed, and things that uh, things that we hope for. Things that we want more of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially for like television shows, you know, you know, what does the next season hold? Like what, what do we want to see more of that, that uh, in, in either category, you know? Great. Well, that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on. Originally, Big Trouble in Little China was on my short list of movies, which has gotten a lot longer, that I kind of <clears> wanted to do for the show. And Justice was really interested because he grew up loving this movie. He saw it as a kid, I think. Uh, yeah, I have a funny story about uh, the first time I saw it. I was um, uh, for the young ones out there. There, there used to be these things where you could uh, places you could go where you could rent movies, and the uh, like a red box. Yeah, similar to a red box, except that the uh, it was like a building sized red box, and uh, I 
one day my mom uh, sent me, was like, why don't you go rent a movie? And I was like maybe 10 at the time. And I went in and the, it, uh, so they were showing Big Trouble in Little China on the, uh, the like, just the television in the, uh, the rental place. And uh, I, it had just started. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And I stood there and I watched the entire movie. Uh, so, and it, you know, it's not a, it's like an hour and a half long, about a mm-hmm. 45 to an hour, minutes to an hour into it. Uh, a friend of mine came in and was like, dude, where have you been? Your mom was, uh, sent me to go and find you. And he, <laughs> he stayed and finished the movie with me. <laughs> so, so, so your mom lost two kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, amazing. It's, it's not just that it, she didn't just lose her own kid, but somebody else's. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that was the first time I watched this movie. And and so it has like a very special uh, place in my heart just because of that story. Good. Well, that's great. And I wanted to talk about this movie, but it was important to me because it's a movie called Big Trouble in Little China that Justice and I, two white dudes, maybe also find someone of Asian descent to talk about this. And I (laughs) knew Robert, you're not Chinese. Not Chinese. No. uh, Disclaimer. Yeah, I I know that, but, like, I also know that you're a big advocate for representation and your bench of people to pull in for a movie like this will be deeper than mine. Because I had a lot of trouble recasting this movie. It was not helped by the fact that the last episode I recorded was Mortal Kombat. (laughs) You didn't just pull everybody from that? I intentionally pulled no one from that. So I made my life harder. Plus, a lot of people I used for that weren't necessarily Chinese either. Because mm-hmm. that's just, because eh, you need to, mar- it was a whole thing. Yeah. If you want to know more about why I cast the people I cast for that, listen to episode 28. <laughs> listen to the Mortal Kombat episode. Yeah, the one that has Mortal Kombat in the title. Yeah, it's great. I talk about Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat. Who doesn't want to talk about that? Uh, and so, yeah, so that's kind of why I wanted your perspective and opinion on this movie. Have you seen this movie before? I had, um, you know, I, thinking back, I, I don't re- have like a, like a really like strong memory of, of when I watched it or like how I felt about it. I, I know that I've, and I've, I've, I haven't like rewatched, I've watched it maybe twice since, uh, since the first time I saw it, which, I'm pretty sure was in theaters. I'm I'm pretty sure I saw it in a theater because I I just remember I always remember the scene where he's firing the machine gun mm-hmm. and the uh, and, and he knocks himself and he out. knocks himself out. I I always remember that scene because I was like, huh, it's a yeah. good that's a good scene. <laughs> I I like that scene. Um, but yeah, I I don't have like a super. I've never had like a super strong connection mm-hmm. um, to this film. And then I, I I rewatched it in advance of the podcast, and uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know I, I you know we'll get more into it as yeah. we as we discuss it. But I have uh, I, I I wish I had as cool a story as <laughs> as Justice does about I, it, but I don't. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but uh, there are a lot of movies that I have not seen just because when I was growing up, I was never like my parents were never like, we should show Sam these movies because it's important. That was never our like kind of family. But for and so since moving to L.A., I have some friends who do movie nights of movies Sam hasn't seen. And this was one of those (laughs) movies. So I saw this movie for the first time two years ago, Max. And I remember part of the impetus for us watching this movie was we watched it with me and we watched it with our other friend Andrew because Cam wanted to get Andrew high in order to see have him watch this movie because this movie is so batshit crazy. It's pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. 
It's wild. Yes, you guys can swear on this, by the way. <laughs> uh, and so I watched this movie, and I I didn't enjoy it for, I'm sure, a lot of the reasons Robert's going to say. <laughs> uh, there, it, I mean, it's sexist, it's racist, and it's, I get that it's campy and satire, but when someone walks in and says, uh, my name is Great, don't worry, my name's Gracie Law, I'm the lawyer, oh. and then just like goes about with the scene, I just, I just... I recoil from horror deep inside. Just the writer in me weeps. And then when her friend Mar- Marjorie comes along and goes, I Margo. really hope we get Margot. I really hope we get this story. It's my big break. <laughs> I I weep. <laughs> but I then like halfway through the movie realized it was only the women saying those lines. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, it's got a lot of like I I while I love this movie it has a lot of problems, and it is impossible to watch this movie without seeing all of them. Well, I equate this movie with something like um, Buckaroo Banzai, mm. which is another movie that I actually watched for the first time for the mm. show, and so we talked about that movie uh, back in February or something. And side note, Justice, I'm going to have Gene uh, Gabriel on the show at some point, yes. and that was the first movie he requested. And I was like, sorry, Gene. It's one of those movies where it's so bananas i it hard hard to handle yeah i mean like if you it opens with the with uh, egg shen in a lawyer's office and like he's telling the story they never return to that never come back to that never 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 lawyer (laughs) it's completely uh, just thrown away Uh, i don't know because i i watched it like two or three weeks ago just to refresh myself and then i uh, was trying to remember a couple of things, and I started it up again, and I and opened that scene, and I was like, "What? what is this? Why are they talking about this? It is <laughs> It is not like... I love John Carpenter. He's made some amazing movies, but he is very much hit and miss. And this... <laughs> I mean, like, between, like, this and They Live and... But, you know, on the opposite end, there's, like, I love The Thing, and I love the Halloween. Thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, Halloween and The Thing are, like, two of my favorite movies... For, because they're actually good, and uh, and this is, I love this movie not because it's in any way perfect. Yeah. If you want to find out more about They Live, turn me to episode <laughs> They Live of the Ideal Remake podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like interesting connection. So like so W D Richter who who was the was the script doctor mm-hmm. for uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Because so, originally there were two guys like, I can't remember their names, but they're like they 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 pitched the script and everybody hated it. It was like a western originally. And um, so Richter set it to a, a contemporary time. Um, he was the screenwriter for Buckaroo Banzai. Really? Hmm. That also, makes so much sense. And The Golden Child, which I think also featured James Wong. I'm sorry, Victor Wong and James Hong, mm. who, okay. who play Egg Shen and Lo Pan in this film, are also in The Golden Child, which is also set in a, a Chinatown with a, a non a non Asian protagonist, quote unquote protagonist, Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy, they were they were set that they 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 were released like five months apart because uh, there was a big push to get this movie out before Golden Child because they were like oh well if Golden Child gets out with fucking Eddie Murphy we're like dead in the water mm-hmm. like Makes sense. we're never gonna make more money than and they ended up not making a money bunch of money anyway because it like was a huge bomb but according to uh, IMDb Pro the budget for this movie was. 25 million dollars opening weekend they made 2.7 million dollars 
And so the overall gross was $11 million. Yeah. So Ooh. it didn't even make back half its budget. Huge that is, bomb. That is a genuine flop. Yeah. And yet people love this movie. Like I kept mentioning, oh, I'm going to be recording Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I'm going to be recording Big Trouble in Little China. And a lot of people kept going, I love that movie. A lot of white people kept saying, I love that uh, movie. Yeah. But, well, I, I will. I will say this one. One thing that I do like, because I'm, I'm, I'm filtering this kind of through uh, this discussion through the the framework of the podcast that I, I do with my my partner Mary Ellen. Sure. Hmm. One thing that I really did a, pre- a couple of things, and although in the marketing it, it doesn't it doesn't do this, but like in the storytelling, Kurt Russell's not really the hero of this movie. Yeah, like he ends up being like the face of the film. Uh, you know, and you know, no, no one knows who Dennis Dunn is. No, played. but if anything, no. Kurt Russell's the comedic sidekick. Yeah, yeah, very much so, and I, and it was done very intentionally, and I thought, and I thought it was done very well. I'll agree um, with that. So I, I do appreciate that, and you know, there were, including the lawyer at the beginning, who we never see again. <laughs> <laughs> there are only, there are only, if I remember correctly, you only see four white characters on screen ever yeah in this entire film now that's 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 juxtaposed against you know like there's like just like these masses of just like street gangs that just come out of nowhere but whatever (laughs) but still um and also the 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 majority of asian characters in this film i think except really for lopan and and egg shen but egg shen less so the no one no one's speaking in a dialect Right. There's no like forced kind of like, like, oh, well, he's Chinese, so he must be, you know, everyone, right. everyone just sounds like, an, you know, uh, a, a Chinese American person who lives in America. I, I think that another exception to that is uh, Thunder, but I think. Thunder, yeah, yeah. Like, the, I, the magical characters that kind of, you know. Yeah. Re- they're they're, they're there. people from an old world, literally. Yeah. Mm. Which, you know, that's, I was thinking that and was like, well, that, uh, in the, I, I can yeah. I can live with, with that sure, but those are, those are two things that I really. But it's it's not appreciate. like he's going around with a with short round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> but with that in mind, I, I mean, we could we can and probably will talk about a lot of the problems with this movie. But Justice, talk to us about like the things that you loved about this movie. Like you saw it for the first time as a kid. Yeah, what happened? you know, I, I get the feeling like it, it has a lot of the same things where, like, uh, if you are an older person and you watch The Goonies now, it doesn't uh, have that same resonance. Uh, mm. Correct. Uh, like, yeah, most of the people I know who, like, watched uh, The Goonies when they were in their late 20s were like, what was so good about this movie? But at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> what? oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's The Goonies. Of course you love it. It's a, I think it just has one of those, like fantastically weird things that you really enjoy when you're a kid, but it doesn't necessarily translate when you're an adult. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I also like, I, I really love the production value in this movie still. Mm-hmm. I think they mm-hmm. really put thought into, I mean, like the like neon demon uh, insanity <laughs> that's going on underground is fantastic. <laughs> the, the weird monster that they introduce briefly is uh, like oh, really well yeah. done. And the beholder. Yeah. The oh, the beholder. The, beholder. the beholder. The, uh, no, the sewer, the sewer monster, right? That's yeah. The, the sewer monster. Oh yeah. yeah the, the one that just eats that random guy. Yeah. And gone. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, and then he's on the, he's hiding in the back of the. Oh no, the, I'm not even talking about that guy. It's when they're sneaking in the giant. Oh, oh monster. like the big like worm thing. Yeah. It shows yeah, up, yeah, eats yeah. a guy, yeah. gone. That's it. And then and you there's don't the get weird, like demonic monster <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like. 
the the sort of unhinged insanity is is fantastic. I think. <laughs> I mean, this is twenty five million dollars in nineteen eighty six. That's a huge budget yeah, for a movie man. give me 25 million dollars now to make a movie and i'll be very pleased <laughs> i will make five movies <laughs> yeah but man it like it still holds up for me just because i i like looking at it and being like this is crazy and i can't believe it was ever made and to robert's point i don't necessarily have a problem with any of the performances hmm. yeah barring one uh <laughs> but uh it's just like some of the lines that these people are saying because every single person in this movie is 100% committing to everything they do. Yes. Even if they mm. have to say something ridiculous, they're <laughs> saying the ridiculous thing and they're going whole hog on it. And, and it's amazing. And they say a lot of ridiculous things in this movie. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it like nobody's winking at the camera. Everybody's just committed. And and I, I always appreciate something when it, it it can go as balls to the wall as this movie does. And I agree with that. I totally respect and appreciate that they were willing to go that far. Yes. And I also kind of appreciate that it slowly ramps up. We get from the beginning when uh, Egg Shen is being interviewed that we're about to enter a magical world. Hmm. but And that magic slowly gets ramped up over the course of the movie. I feel like finally juxtaposing when... Um, Low Pan and Egg Shen are kind of having their oh, laser yeah, battles. Oh my god, I forgot about yeah, that too. Like, That's force, wonderful. Their force battle. Yeah, yeah their force battle. Their, uh, I see your force is <laughs> as big as mine. Yeah. Let's see how you handle it. <laughs> and to the point so where it, all of a sudden it... But if anything, I feel like it peaks too early. Because I feel like it peaks with that battle and then they've got nowhere to go. Because then Lopan dies with a dagger to the forehead. Yeah, that's yeah. it's the most ridiculous death for somebody who's basically just had uh, their own, uh, you know, Gundam show up that they could fight uh, their yeah, magic Gundam show up. Basically, yeah, yeah. And then Thunder's so upset that he pops. Yeah, yeah. that's and weird. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it was that was so weird. I'd forgotten that part. <laughs> and <laughs> what one one thing that I will that that is problematic for me in the ending is that I, I don't have a problem with, with Jack Burton ending up being being the, the quote-unquote hero because he's the one who kills Lopan. Mm. It's the fact that he was he was so capable in doing so that bothered me. Because, like, all throughout the movie, he's, you know, kind of bumbling through. And, like, I, I don't know, it, it, it kind of lost something for me at the end that he, he got to be, he got to be the guy. Like, I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, thank, I mean, and he doesn't like the character doesn't like take a bunch of credit for it or anything like, and that, I thought that was actually a really like kind of nuanced, well done part of the filmmaking. In his but, defense, it is his second kill of the movie. I mean, other than all of like the mindless things, because yeah. his first kill of the movie is actually pretty slick where he does, where like the guy's coming to kill him and oh, he yeah. does, he kicks the knife through but his But he gets stuck and, under him. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they turn a cool-looking kill into yeah, something yeah. bumbling, but yeah. that was a pretty slick move. Yeah, yeah and that was great. And I think it was intentional that it and it turned it, it turned into a, of a, course. A, a moment of bad luck for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, yeah! And then immediate, like his success ter- immediately turned into a problem. Um, but can we talk about his character for a second? Because he's also clearly insane, right? Yeah, he's... this. He's... So, like, crazy macho and, like, over-the-top American. And I have something, uh, like, my my choice for for casting him uh, depends on, like, changing uh, the character a lot. Uh, 
I, I assume that's probably the same uh, thing for a lot of you guys, but it maintains uh, that that sort of over the top macho ness that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I is, I that, kind of, is that where we're are we at that part of the discussion? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I kind of threw away some of the over the top machiness, but we'll get to that. But I meant more like we open, we first see him talking into his like ham radio <laughs> at CB, no yeah. one or CB radio at no one is like, hey, I assume people are listening to this. Let yeah. me tell you about all of my opinions on things. Oh, well, let me tell you what other truckers Burton thinks. <laughs> Just talking yeah. to other truckers on the road who might be. But are they? Do people do that? Do people want that? As I understand, I mean, I get, in the 80s, that was I get was that a that's thing. early yeah. podcasting. I get that. Yeah. I respect that that's early podcasting. I think my, my, my only understanding of it is actually through TV and movies. Fair. But, you know, truckers, because they're, you know, they're out there mm-hmm. late at night, you know, and just, just talking, just, just chattering to see if someone comes back. Or, like Jack Burton, just like, fucking bored off his ass and wants to you know monologue yeah <laughs> soliloquize because uh, he has nothing else to do and needs to stay awake so then but then my next question about jack burton is if he spent the all of the movie just like misogynizing this poor uh woman just uh whose actress name i'm escaping i want to say it's kim yeah. control it's kim, kim control yeah. yeah uh and then at the very end he gets to for some reason, all of a sudden she's into it, and then he just says, nah, I'm not going to kiss the girl, and he just pieces out. People don't really like me. I, I to this moment, still don't know how I feel about that, because it's both a subversion of expectations, which I always think is interesting, but then it's not for a reason that I like. So, like, what, do, Justice, mm. what do you... What, what have you always thought about, like, the... Because I imagine if you saw it as a kid, he was like, good, he didn't kiss the girl, they have cooties, or... I mean, what did you think? Oh, I was always a romantic at heart, but, uh... No, I... I, <laughs> I, I like it now, because I, I, I look at it as, like, these characters clearly don't work together, and whatever attraction they have, they realize that, and they, and they decide to go their separate ways after just that one kiss, uh, and that's... And that seems more than reasonable to me. That's fair. I'll yeah. give that to you. Yeah. I think for me, uh, I think it's this idea that this super capable lawyer, like, all of a sudden is just like, okay, I'm just going to, like, release myself into this. and, and into I, forgot the arms. Was, I forgot that Gracie Law was a lawyer. Yeah, like, into the <laughs> arms of this of this bumbling fool. I mean, this Literal heroic buffoon. guy, you know, and, like, like that was, that was, I don't know, that, that was the disconnect for me. And so it's, I, I'm with you, Sam, like... Uh, I appreciate that that's how it ended, but that that he got to make that decision and not her was the thing that was problematic for me. Like, like she was the mm-hmm. one that was like, like, oh, it's unrequited. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, I, that I will definitely say is like not 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 as good. Because <laughs> she's like all doe-eyed in the corner and he just walks away, and so like we're left with the like the narrative is that poor Kim like, like, Oh. You know, oh, women need saving. Mm-hmm. You know, lawyer, fucking lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that. What was she doing there again? She was protecting her client, which was this random person mm-hmm. arriving from, like, she was. I don't know if I ever. Because she was at the airport to that. pick up that woman who mm-hmm. was, like, emigrating to the United States, and she wanted to prevent this woman from getting kidnapped and, like, becoming a literal a sex slave yeah yeah which is something that's kind of touched on and then ignored yeah but then it's what is she doing there she's a lawyer and she like if she was a reporter that would have made sense but that's margot 
Uh, it's Why one of those dead? threads that just uh, shows up and disappears, just like so many of the things in this movie. But, I mean, the best I could do is that, like, uh, she knows the city's dangerous, and uh, she is... <laughs> I, I, I really can't justify it. But, like, she knew... Uh... She knew Wang and his family, and oh, I never really cast his father. Doesn't matter. Uh, she knew about all about David Lopan. Yeah. She said at one point, there's a line in there where she says, "Like I'm, I'm like, uh, like I'm connected to this community, or, or something, mm-hmm. something to that, to that if, degree." I don't. I mean, her name is Gracie Law, but in our remake, <laughs> I do not want her to be a lawyer because I want her to be the beat cop for this area of town. Ooh, because that. Ge- that gives her a reason to be protecting these people. That gives her a reason to know everyone mm-hmm. and kind of know about the underground crime, which she personally would love to yeah. put a stop to, but she just doesn't have the capability to do so. Yeah, I mean, if she was like an immigration lawyer, like that is something that like that would make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like that would, would, but then not why she would be pursuing um, David Lopan, yeah, whose name is David for some reason. It's, you know, I mean, it could be the Americanized name that he adopts, yeah, just yeah. to do business in the United States. Like I could completely see people doing that in fact i know of people who've done that so yeah but like in, ter- in terms of her job i mean immigration lawyer beat cop justice what do you think uh i immigration lawyer is uh, makes sense for the uh, the the actual incarnation i think the beat cop is a great idea to for an update because that uh it a it, it gives uh her yeah not just a connection but also uh for for all of the female characters in this, I wanted them to have more of an action. Uh, oh yeah, God, yeah, because yeah, yeah. A, or you know lines. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, if I, I want if I want to see action, having them be a beat cop in one of the most dangerous places, quote unquote, assuming that there's still a ton of street gangs uh, wandering around this version of uh, Chinatown. Well, why don't we do both? Why don't we make uh, Gracie Law a beat cop, and we don't? Why don't we make Margot an immigration lawyer? Yeah, that, that would actually make more yeah, sense. Because yeah. then that way the beat yeah. cop goes into the dangerous situation and the and the yeah. lawyer stays back. Yeah, and I think Margot as a keeping Margot as a reporter is still like any any kind of any kind of profession where she would be immersed and like really taking deep dives into the the history of the place and the people mm-hmm. and where the money's going. And you know, I think in either of those professions she would have eyes and ears on on any of that kind of stuff so then here's my next question what happens after this movie ends she's the reporter this is her big break she writes this story about the crazy shenanigans going on in uh not chinatown but little china Hmm. (laughs) what and then and then this weird demonic monster escapes into the wild what happens to this world do people do these things happen if people ignore it? What happens after the movie ends? That is a great question. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like at the beginning of the movie when there's the when Egg Shen is being interviewed, he's like, you know, a big building blew up in green flames. What, what is the what happened? We need to know. And of course, like so clearly, like Which, the world kind of knows about it. But that's not even the finale. The, the building that ex- exploded in the green flame was the was the horror house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's because, there's much more, man. Like Egg, Egg Shen could have been interviewed immediately after that happened, and then jumped into the rest of the plot. We don't <laughs> know when that interview took place. Well, yeah, at the time he's still looking for uh, the lawyer is still looking for Jack Burton. Oh uh, yeah, for yeah. well they reasons? were they were they were trying to find Mao Yen in the 
in the brothel, right? That's right. Yeah. And then what? And then lightning came. Yeah. Like, I'm saying these words. Lightning came and kidnapped her. <laughs> You're doing great. Li- lightning kidnapped Mao Yin. <laughs> and then, uh, and then after that, and then the building explodes. Uh huh. And then that's when they go into like the final act into the um, into the undergrounds. Right. Whatever place. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that building exploding is the one the lawyer was talking about at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was the big green flame. Because yeah. the other building doesn't explode. No. No. So, yeah. it's and Maybe that's just one of the things that was, you know, I suppose more, more people would see the uh, building uh, exploding in green flame than uh, hearing all the fighting at uh, Lopan's uh, warehouse. So this ghost guy got stabbed in the face. Do <laughs> you want to talk about that? No, I want to talk about this giant green fireball that happened. Good point. Yeah, I just wonder, you know, because the the, the Dwayne Johnson film is not going to be... That's se- right. It's not going to be a remake. It's going to be an extension. Yeah. We haven't mentioned that yet, but they are making a sequel to this movie, and I yeah. feel like The Rock is playing Jack Burton. He's not. He's not He's playing not. Jack Burton. If Jack Burton exists in this world, it won't be Dwayne Johnson. Okay, it's just something else in this universe. Yeah, it's meant to be like a, a an extension and like like a bigger picture because... Um, is it called Bigger Trouble in Little China? <laughs> in Little or maybe. In smaller China. <laughs> um, but... The you know Bigger. Dwayne Johnson is the only person attached to it right now because he's mm-hmm. producing it, and um, because he saw it when he was young. <laughs> that's yeah, probably, probably true. Yeah, but um, there's uh, you know because because John Carpenter also did uh, Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. Uh-huh. So in the in the comic books, Boom Studios did a um, did a I think several uh, comic book adaptations of Big Trouble. And in one of them, I haven't read it. I'm like a big comic book nerd, but like not that big, um, not big <laughs> enough to like have firsthand experience with this. You're in good um, company. <laughs> they, um, they, they, uh, the two worlds became connected. Uh, of big trouble, big in trouble China, in China and, and, escape, and, from and escape from New York, various cities. Um, and I don't know if like you know because Kurt Russell was in was in both. I don't know if like he was the connection inside of that inside of that adaptation of the story. But what city does this take place in? Is this New York? San Francisco. San Fr- right, San Francisco. Yeah. Thank you. That makes um, sense. It's the wrong coast if it's New York. Yeah, so anyway, so, you know, not all, all that to say, like, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't expect that to be the, the, the destination for, for, like, a sequel, like, moving towards that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, to answer your question, Sam, I, I feel like that's a story Margot can never publish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like she either realizes, like, no one's going to believe it or I'm going to get laughed out. I'm going to get laughed out of my profession. Mm-hmm. So she either sits on it and, you know, all this, this crazy shit just gets kind of swept, under, swept the under the rug. And like, and there's because we never really know the status of the demon. We just know that David Lopan died. Yeah. Right? Because he's now free of the demon. Right, because that's the whole thing. Like he wanted to become human again. He's appeasing the demon so that he could become flesh, and that was the only way he could die. And that's the demon. But that I don't think that answers the question of does the demon still exist? And, right. And then the weird monster in the back of Jack's truck at the end—that's not the demon. Right? No, that's just don't, something. I'm, yeah, <laughs> just that's like just a, some like that's big, just a random, just a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's a walk around Muppet. Walk around Muppet. And it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I hope is in. I, I hope is in the remake and not. Well, digitized. then let's talk about that. So 
what is the core essence of this movie that we need to keep with us as we're moving it from as it exists now into 2018 versions of Big Trouble in Little China? Looking at you, Justice. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's impossible to say what's a like what is the central thing of this movie that uh, that needs to move <laughs> forward because. There's so much chaff on this wheat that you can separate from it, and then, but, but at the same time, you have to make sure you don't lose the essence of like this is crazy. Keep uh, and it moves very quickly, and uh, so it's hard. Right, to, but, it's, it's hard to say exactly you, what that thing is. But you, Justice, love this movie. What are the important things to you as someone who loves this movie to keep? Uh, it's it's a an action comedy. Uh, it is. Wildly mystical and and strangely grounded at points. I don't. I I really. I'm having trouble. Like, hmm. I'm having trouble like nailing down what it is I love about this movie. This movie is a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. Because I, I mean, because a we already know that a lot of my feeling of this is based in nostalgia. So it's hard to to nail down what it is about that. I guess um. The feeling, there's a command because like the feeling that you're seeing something unique. Mm. Yeah, and you see something that's willing to take chances that other movies wouldn't. That it's mm. going to go crazy in places where other movies would play it safe. Yeah, and I think that's not necessarily out of the realm of uh, of a lot of recent uh, films uh, these days. Like I think of the like the Ghostbusters remake was certainly like very like kind of wacky and uh, and. Uh, willing to take uh, some strange chances, which didn't always work, but I thought it was a pretty good movie. I mean, that's kind of this movie, too. It takes extreme chances. Sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't, but it has to take the chances. Yes, exactly. In terms of plot, though, because I don't know if we necessarily want it to be, oh, rescuing the damsel in distress, Mm. damsels in distress. But theoretically, I'm not necessarily opposed to having Jack Burton be the one kidnapped and captured. And it's just, like, draining them of their essence or their youth. Mm. It's, like, someone who's so high energy, like, you need that energy and you need to take their soul in order to be fully revived in the world. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the... If I can jump in here, Justice. Oh, go ahead. Um, to me, the the only thing that, that really kind of justifies <laughs> continuing this story is, is the demon, right? That mm-hmm. the demon has taken another form. That it still exists, that it's still creating, but it, like in 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 my imagination, like the demon has gotten smarter, mm-hmm. and um and you know because that's what demons do—they manipulate humans. But it, like in the eight, like in twenty eighteen, like technology is like is like the devil's best friend. Yeah, you know. Mm. So like I I imagine a world where like we have we we have the demon has is has someone in its thrall that has. Is, you know, mm-hmm. there's like this huge, you know, like a like a like a like an Elon Musk yeah. kind of character, <laughs> right? Like the like the like the devil's right in front of you all the time, and mm-hmm. has like created this world that you know. I think I think the only thing to do is like make it bigger, and it's like so it's become this like global entity. And I agree. I think the essence, and I think kind of boiling down what you're saying is, I do think it has to remain a story of good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and there was the there was the army of good guys and the he called them turbans but they weren't the yellow bandanas. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then there were the bad guys and the red bandanas. And I think you don't necessarily need more than that. You have the good guys, you have the bad mm-hmm. guys, 
and then all of the good guys die, and then just your core named characters escape the exploding building. Because we didn't see yeah. all the dudes in the yellow uh, bandanas die in the... But none of them escaped, so... Yeah. But all spoke perfect English. And yeah. Again, super appreciated. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And they lived in San Francisco. Who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Like, oh, good. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. That, I, Check. <laughs> keep that joke, because that was a good joke. I enjoyed that one, too. <laughs> So, okay, so, all right, so if we're doing a story of good versus evil, and let's let's say we keep our, our main four bad guys. Let's say we keep our our David Lopan. Let's say we keep our thunder, lightning, and our very, very frightening. <laughs> Rain. What are they after? What's their goal? What's their mission? Other than just bringing more people over to the quote-unquote dark side and... I still think you can still maintain Lopan's uh, want to become flesh again. That he's sort of this uh, mythical background figure in uh, in the, the local politics, uh, so people know have maybe heard his name, but uh, speak yeah, speak it in whispers. And so that uh, whatever whatever way they're stealing the, the souls of people, it is being used to bring him back to flesh. Did you guys see the first season of Buffy? Uh, of course, I have Ooh. many many times. Long time ago. The the basic premise of that entire season is that there's like kind of this elder vampire, the master, mm. who, the master, the yes. master who who needs to do some fulfill, fulfill the prophecy so he can walk on Earth again. Mm-hmm. But he has all of his little mini vampires running around doing bad things in the meantime. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's our plot too. We have kind of this elder master who can't walk on Earth yet, mm-hmm. but he has people yeah. doing his his bidding. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think it's like because because I think. So in the original movie, David Lopan was in the thrall of the demon and was trying to find a way to get out of this like yeah. limbo, right? And so his his goal was to just become human again, uh, but he had to appease his his demon master in order to do that. He had to do that through the sacrifice and without getting sued by Disney and without <laughs> getting sued by Disney. So with David Lopan dead, you know, I think for me, like the center of it is like the. I think the demon wants to walk the earth now, and maybe that's what you're saying. Justin. Is David um, the demon, or is the thing he serves the demon? I'd say the thing I think that the he thing, serves. The thing he serves is the demon. Because David Lopan was like like this this ghost man, yeah. Um, who who was and and that's that's one of the I think one of the one of the the issues with the movie is like it's it's a little unclear what because you never see the demon, mm-hmm. so it kind of it only manifests through him but it only manifests through him and making him into making him look younger and like you know it gives him like this Mm -hmm. kind of it invigorates him in this way and gives him all these powers because i'm okay with uh lopan having an uh an anticlimactic death if his death then turns around and releases the demon because the demon needs to find a new spokesperson yeah 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 lopan dies in some comical like we can't believe Mm -hmm. he just died this way yeah, well, and then for, all of a sudden the demons for yeah. For me, like I'm on, uh, like I'm in the I'm in the camp of like this, not a remake, but but a, a continuation. So like if we're if it were a continuation of the story, it would be the demon has has found a new host, mm. or, or a new thrall, 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 thrall. Um, um, but now, but now has like this has this greater agenda of like, well, well, fuck it, humans are fucking useless mm-hmm. like i could i could roll the shit out of these people mm-hmm. so like the the i think for me 
it's the idea of like the, the demon's ambitions have grown um, to to the point where he's it. I don't know if we can do we gender demons. I don't know. Um, it is seeking a passage into our like a permanent place. Okay, cool. So season season three of Legends of Tomorrow. Got it. <laughs> oh, is that that's the I love that show and that's the DC uh, show, that comes right? up a lot. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, aside from the fact that the premise of the show is remake, not sequel. Mm. I think that is a cool idea, but there's no reason why we can't also do that in this movie. Like, I th- I don't see any reason why we can't have Lopan as both villain and puppet. So he can both sure. speak for yeah. himself as the villain and himself as the puppet. Like, there can be his voice and then mm-hmm. the demon's voice. Because he kind of had that dichotomy now anyway. He would kind mm-hmm. of like be like the little joking, mincing guy making like the terrible uh, references. But then he'd also be like... No, go in and kill them, kill them all now. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he was both. And I think that yeah. that's certainly something we could hold Shut up, Mr. Burton! <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines from the movies. What, say that again? <laughs> when, when, they, when they first meet Lopan, uh-huh. uh, he comes out in a wheelchair and he's, he's, he's like, oh, you're a... and then uh, Kurt Russell won't stop talking. And then he's like, shut up, Mr. Burton! Yes, good. <laughs> More of that. Good, I love it. Oh man, I do want to spend a lot of time just talking about how great James Hong is as a uh, the There's a there's a I was reading an interview with um, the the uh, the special effects guy, and uh, he said that he said that during that scene he was you know he's he's on set watching it and he said he kept he would laugh every time like he would, really? he, would he would break every time they had to retake it <laughs> and then and then they finally Carpenter kicked him off the set. Because <laughs> he couldn't keep his shit together, whenever whenever James Hong would say that line, I love that. <laughs> Shut up, Mister Burton. He would just crack up. He's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like we can't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, okay, so then that's our antagonist. But what do our heroes want? Let's say we keep all of our main four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say we keep Jack Burton. Let's say we keep. Uh, Wong. Let's say we keep uh, Gracie Law, mm-hmm. and let's say let's even say we keep uh, Miao Yin. Did I pronounce mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. I think I did. Doesn't matter. Um, it matters, but it's not, it's not <laughs> I was like, wait. I, I, it definitely matters. I'm bad at it, but I, not the time. But let's say we keep those four, not necessarily be, so that they can pair off later, mm-hmm. just because we have our outside perspective mm-hmm. looking in, mm-hmm. and that's Jack Burton. Yeah, I think he still just wants his truck back. Like Great. If we're, if we're just doing you a still want him to be a trucker? Because I was going to ask about that. So I have an idea about that. Uh, Tell us. Because uh, I want, uh, I want, a, we're, I definitely want to eliminate the white savior aspect of Jack Burton. Um, I had uh, actually he, uh, Jack Burton uh, being being a pseudonym that he adopted during this trip to uh, to America that he was taking to visit his friend uh, Wang Chi, uh, and. Because uh, he's a complete America file, uh, and so he rented a huge, oh. like uh, a huge, like monster truck that he's driving around the streets. Yeah, this is my, uh, <laughs> my and uh, and he's just uh, somebody from uh, in for, based on the uh, actor I chose. He's British, but uh, but it, uh, you know he's just a huge America file. So he came to America. He rented a big truck. He's only eating hamburgers and he's visiting his friends. <laughs> he's like that dude from, uh, from, uh, love actually. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of exactly that. 
That would be fun. That's I'm fine. not opposed to that because I had a question at the beginning, like, I don't know what he's delivering. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, especially if it's still set in San Francisco, like, I, I like the idea of, like, paying homage to, like, the original. Like, yeah. he's like an Uber driver or something <laughs> or, like, you know, and, like, whatever happens, his car his I car would be perfectly stolen. happy if he's a tourist. Oh, and, yeah, and just gets swept and up. And he just kind of gets swept up in the yeah. whole thing. And, like, if he literally does the bender move of anytime something crazy is happening, he just says, neat, and takes a picture. <laughs> does this happen like all the Justice's time in idea. America? He's like, yeah. Oh, this place is amazing. Yeah, like, Justice's idea of, like, something like that. Yeah. Just, like, he, he's literally... Like, this is awesome! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And, and, is, and if he's renting a big truck and uh, he desperately wants it back because the deposit on that thing is enormous... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And also the it. idea that he goes to San Francisco and rents a huge ass truck. Yeah. <laughs> the worst like, place for you it. You can't drive it anywhere. You can't park it anywhere. So yeah, there's there's a whole comic <laughs> series right there. Side note, at the beginning of the movie, I kind of assumed that Wang was a fellow truck driver, but he's not because he lives there. What is his job? He owns the restaurant. I thought yeah. his dad owned the restaurant. Well, they, it's a family business. Family business. So was Jack delivering some, like restaurant supplies? That's how they maybe know each other? I think I think uh, they I don't that was never clear how they met because they definitely had a pre-existing relationship yeah, yeah. which was good keep that um, but I'll buy that I'll buy that you know he but I mean he would never like deliver directly to the restaurant yeah I mean it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter but pre-existing relationship yeah. whatever it is I do think is good and important you know Wang Chi has a has a has like Air Force coveralls on yeah. You know, so perhaps like this, and I don't know why they would never have mentioned that, but uh, they could have been buddy. Like in this version that we're talking about, this remake, that, that wouldn't make sense anyway, but maybe it was that. Wang Chi is the most interesting character because at the beginning of the movie, he's kind of the bumbling fool who can't cut a bottle in half and like, mm. but at the end of the movie, he is literally the most badass person there. He is 100% the protagonist. Yeah, he has that whole fight scene. Where you only see them going through the uh, by the door, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> and they're going he, up and down. He beats up both hallway. thunder and rain. Yeah, right. Yeah. They and said they shot all those. They did all that with trampolines. Yeah, <laughs> just trampolines. I bet it looks super fun. <laughs> and but like at the beginning of the movie, he never would have been able to do that. But by the end of the movie, it is. And they also kind of explain it because like at the beginning of the movie, he's all frazzled because he's about to meet the woman he's going to marry and Mm. so like his he's not centered at all and he realizes that and that's why he runs but by the end of the movie he has a mission and he does know what he's doing and i i kind of get why he would be bumbling at the beginning and badass at the end Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm perfectly happy if he's badass the entire time i'm into that yes that plays into my casting good (laughs) (laughs) uh but then with that in mind what role do the two women serve? Because we've got... Let, let's say we have the beat cop and we've got the immigration lawyer who are... And what what do we want uh, Miao Yin's role to be? Like, what is she doing here? Because the bride arriving from China is not it's a good garbage. Marriage. Yeah. It's not a thing to keep. No. <laughs> but her being fresh in town it could uh, still be a thing. And, and It could be. And uh, him having to protect her or like having some reason to relate to her and, and keep... Uh, keeper like that relationship could still be established but not necessarily have it be like all right well they sent my bride over i gotta go pick her up from the airport here's my pitch mm. if unless either of you have one i'd love to hear my pit my pitch is that they are already married mm. my pitch is that uh but it's a it's a long distance relationship 
and just like her job is like l- let's say let's let's say uh wang wang chi does own the restaurant but it's a really really nice restaurant mm-hmm. and so someone has to go out and source supplies so i have mm-hmm. a friend who works for a restaurant and he's their wine guy and mm. he literally travels all over the world. He was in San Francisco yesterday for a one-day trip to go buy wine. So you need someone who's able to go out and get the best ingredients from all over the world. And that can be her job. They own the mm. restaurant together. He's kind of home base. And she's the person going out and finding all the best ingredients from all over the place. Let's say uh, that random other woman who got off the airplane at the beginning... Mm. Mm. If we need a damsel in distress, I think the person who literally has no lines and no purpose can be that person. And and I think that if we use this to kind of like, well, they have to take down uh, Lopan's operation because it's literally a uh, a, a sex slavery operation, and mm-hmm. so that and so they're they need to take it down, and so they are rescuing this woman, yeah, yeah. who's getting sold She's into like, slavery, and that's kind of the outward focus of what's going on meanwhile they're doing all of these terrible things but they're doing it because they're pure evil look what being pure evil allows them to do crazy batshit magic yeah i i really appreciate uh i think that's a good take on it that uh, on Miao Yin's characterization i mean that uh she, that she would be because it, it, it places them in the in the airport so they could see somebody actually getting trafficked mm-hmm. uh immediately mm-hmm. And it would uh, it would be a good uh, a good call there. I would even be perfectly happy if they come after her as well, and then she just kicks their ass. Mm. Oh yeah, and then they they she kicks their ass, and then they're mm. like, oh crap! And then as they're leaving, they grab this other woman, and so now all of a sudden they're responsible because she let them get away. She's like, I can take them down, whatever. Mm. They they have no threat to me, and then they grab an, an innocent victim. Mm. Yeah, and so now all of a sudden she feels responsible for this poor woman who was a uh, a casualty of her fight, or someone, or they were coming to get her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'll but, buy that, and, and it's much more interesting than just having Malian just be floating and waiting for shit to happen for I, for ninety minutes. Yeah, I. What is the that who pl- who played uh, Malian the actress? Uh, like, uh, her name is Susie Pie. What's her origin? I forgot to look her up. She's very light skinned. I mean, I think she was Asian. Uh, I, I would, Susie Pai, she was probably Chinese, mm. but um, she was incredibly light skinned. Like, she was very white passing to mm-hmm. me. I had to look twice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was the thing. I, could, I couldn't tell one way or the other. And yeah. I, I was looking to see if the green eyes were contacts. I think it's... most of the people with green eyes in this movie had contacts. Because I, I know that Kim Cattrall definitely did. Okay, all right. There you go. There's the answer. Yeah, but I like that idea because because uh, my other pitch is going to be that that Wang Chi is the one who gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. and that and then the story centers around Mao Yen and her and this this bumbling foolish white guy <laughs> tourist picture yeah. snapping whatever. I think I think either way I I'm I either way is compelling to me as long <laughs> as long as but the idea that Wang Chi and Mao Yen are and Burton. Mm-hmm. Are all working together towards solving this problem is I agree. is like great because otherwise otherwise if either of them gets does still get kidnapped uh-huh. whether it's whether it's Wang or Meow that they they like they're not just passive right the entire time yeah like they're like they're they're fighting all the way through and then there's a lot of comedies built into that as well mm-hmm. like they kept having these moments where Gracie Law would wake up from her hypnotism and then. 
close her eyes again and then be hypnotized again. And I could not figure out why or what was going on. I read that as she she had, and I don't know at what point that she had she had come out of whatever spell she was under and didn't know what to do or was trying to assess the situation. By the time that she had the wherewithal, like they, there was, she was magicked again and couldn't mm-hmm. do anything about it. Because the character as she was portrayed, I certainly got the impression that even if she was in a bad situation, she'd still be the person to shout at Lopan mm-hmm. and say, "What the hell yeah. do you think you're doing?" Or try to leave. Or try to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, anywhere has to be better. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we also did a Police Academy episode, and she's the mm. she's the attractive lady in Police Academy. And I feel so bad for this actress, because she's always playing the highly, highly competent person who keeps, like, falling for the moron. And who, like, it's, keeps having to, like, handicap her own competency. Mm-hmm. She's a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> And in Police Academy, she's, like, one of the most competent, like, cadets. Of course she is. Yeah. Of course she is. Uh, but, okay, so if that's kind of our arc, it's the the good versus evil. It's the going into... It is still going in to rescue people. Yeah. Um, what else do we need, kind of, for the scope of the movie? What the Sort of the mythical... Uh, uh, the mystical and mythical elements, uh, presumably, like, what... Uh, what from the original movie would you want to keep? What would you want to get rid of? Because, like, I mean, the, the magical fighting, sure. Uh, maybe even the, like, if you want to do the, uh, if you want to have Egg Shen and uh, Lopan still fighting with their force powers, their Schwartz powers at the mm-hmm. end. <laughs> like, do you still want the Beholder uh, yeah, that as their security system? Do you still want monsters I mean, roaming through the sewers? I, again, in, in 2018, like, you don't, you don't need a Beholder. No, you <laughs> just have cameras. You got, you got fucking, you got ring. basically yeah it's like uh i bet he has all you could literally make it as a joke i bet he has all sorts of mystical things just keeping track of where we are and then they just look up and it's a camera (laughs) and then they cut to lopan holding an ipad like they're over there (laughs) and there's a beholder over his shoulder just watching (laughs) (laughs) no then you cut to a beholder sitting on the sign with a will be hold for food food. (laughs) honestly the the magic i would keep i would make mm-hmm. egg shen a little bit more competent than just throwing like glass beads that explode because mm. he came in late but he may have been my favorite character yeah. he came hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like he i'm egg hard, shen yeah. i give tours and i fuck shit up <laughs> yeah i think just just keeping all that over the top yeah big spectacle set piece magic is is important but and then and then you know tying in those moments of mm-hmm. you know we're of of because that it is a movie i'm quoting it is a movie of its time Mm -hmm. Uh so this this remake should also be a movie of its time like not not ignore like the 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 capability and the technology people should watch this movie that we make in 30 years and go wow that's 2018 (laughs) boy is that dated (laughs) it's all walk uh walking around in their uh custom nike shoes uh, no you can't in the content you could no you could even do that because a lot of nike things get made in like uh sweatshop like forced labor mm. so you have them make their own brand like people are walking around in their low pan shoes <laughs> <laughs> instead of it being a swoosh it's just the extended pinky fingernail <laughs> I, I mean why not you, like you extend mm-hmm. the metaphor all the way and like those are the things that are going to get taken down uh, Justice, what's the what are the ma- elements of magical realism that are important to you to keep? Um, 
I remember when I was young, one of the things that st- uh, stood out to me was the hells, like the uh, the upside uh, yeah. down uh, hell with the uh, with all the bodies that they're swimming through. Uh, like I would, uh, I, I now I I don't know too much about. Uh, uh, I know that there are, exist uh, many hells in Chinese culture, but I don't know mm-hmm. a lot about them. So I would I would actually like to see some well researched mm-hmm. uh, uh, hells uh, pop up in this. I completely forgot yeah. about that. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. That would. Yeah, because we got we got a taste of it. Yeah. Um, and when when we did, yeah, man, when they were swimming through mm-hmm. the bodies, I that was, was like, so "That's stupid. in your mouth." Yeah. <laughs> like you're getting it in your mouth. And then there was that weird like well that Jack Burton almost fell in. Like yeah. there could be another hell down there. Yeah. And and uh, Lopan at some point says he references a couple of the other hells mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I'd completely forgotten about yeah. that. That's super that would be, cool. That would be great to see to see more of it. Yeah. That could even be the the journey and like the busting mm. people out like they're going through every single one of those hells yeah they yeah. just go full dante on us <laughs> yeah that's cool that's a that's great justice we love that yeah and also uh just don't even change up the monster design put uh, put that uh, that weird monster back in <laughs> he's perfect use the same uh, uh walk around muppet <laughs> i just i just have so many questions about, <laughs> so about the sewer monster so that's the thing does one of the things that this movie does well that annoys the shit out of me, but that it's still really, really good is it doesn't feel the need to answer every single question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it presents these things as they exist in this world and the people in that world know about them and accept them. That's it. Great. The end. We don't need to sit around and explain, well, here's the way magic works. So mm-hmm. if you believe super, super hard and focus, but like we can certainly introduce elements of the world and then that's it. That's a yeah. part of the world. Yeah. All right, cool. So I think we kind of have an idea of what we want for the the plot and the kind of the scope of the movie. So let's start talking about who we want for our cast. All right. And dun, dun, dun. all right. So we want to stick to like one per role, right? Yeah, yeah. only one per role. It, it gets too wild. Okay. Uh, well, because yeah. if everyone's pitching three, we'll never leave. Right. Yeah. And uh, today, for those of you who are paying attention, we're recording on Yom Kippur, which means that I haven't had anything to eat all day. Oh, jeez. So Holy I'm Moses. very hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's start with Jack Burton. Um, I I can go first. Okay. So the person that I have for Jack Burton is uh, Manny Jacinto. Who is, uh, he's Jason on The Good Place. Yeah, I, I used him as a later uh, character, actually, uh, uh, for that to Love it. I cast him in this role specifically because uh, one of the things I tried very, very hard to do is I tried to pull people who are actually of um, Chinese descent mm. for the various roles. Mm-hmm. And Manny Jacinto's Filipino, so I couldn't use him anywhere else. So I'm like, yeah, but like we need a bumbling fool who like is able to kind of like show expression of what is going on and then ex- supreme confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of an aspect of what he does in the good place. And so I thought that he'd be a fun Jack Burton. Mm. Who'd you guys have? Go ahead, Justin. Go ahead, yeah. Justin. All right. Uh, uh, so my, uh, my choice, uh, because I wanted, yeah, I wanted to have him be uh, yeah, not white, but, uh, but still, uh, still an outsider and, uh, and possibly and st- still of uh, Asian descent. So I actually went with somebody of, uh, uh, Indian descent, uh, Rahul Kohli, who plays Ravi on iZombie. Uh, he's re- oh, I love mm. him. He's really funny. I think he would uh, really do well as a uh, as sort of an over to the top macho character. Uh, uh, but 
but it's sort of putting on an act version of that uh, as uh, and like renting a truck and and uh, coming to America and eating burgers. So uh, yeah, he was my he was oh, my yeah, pick. He'd be great. He yeah, I think he'd be really. I've one hundred percent cast him in other things before because I love that actor. He's amazing. Yeah, he's he's really good on iZombie, and I think uh, uh, he could use a, a big uh, a big profile hit after uh, that show ends because I don't know uh, if he'll see a lot more work. Unfortunately. Is it ending anytime soon? I'm a season behind. I need to know these things. I, I don't... I, I think it'll probably get one or two more seasons tops. Okay, great. In, in a plot twist, I, I, I stuck... This is the only role that I cast is with the white person. Okay. I cast... I do not have any white people. Um, I, I love that. <laughs> um, but... So we'll get we'll get to the other. So I, I put Channing Tatum. <laughs> who might be too big a name. But I think he is he is he has proven to me over time that... He he has got really strong comedy chops, mm-hmm. and he can play, and he can he plays very well. That I mean, he can. I mean, he's, he's if a, you he's want a, the modern day Kurt Russell, uh, it is probably Channing Tatum. I think that's a, a really a good, good call. Yeah, I really like Channing uh, Tatum. You know, he, he can he can play that that confident like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but we're gonna do it, mm-hmm. and like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he he can he can do it, and uh, and he's and he's likable, and, and he plays. Like someone who you think is going to be really competent, and then when he screws up, it's funnier. Yeah, yeah. We may have to go with Channing Tatum. Yeah. I may have talked myself into Channing Tatum, and I love both of these other yeah, actors. I, I love your choices more for different reasons, but uh, you know, just because I was, I was, because to me, then it, it highlight it, it. There is something about like highlighting the competency of the rest mm-hmm. of the characters. Mm. If if this one role stays, yeah, yeah. If he's that, the white that, person, that that, that's that I would be happy with that. Yeah. He's like the one guy I could think of. Like, yeah, he won't. Uh, I agree it'll be that. it'll be up to the studio to make sure he doesn't outshine everybody else. Right. Yes, because I think I think he knows how to he knows how to handle himself and knows how to elevate other people around him. I think. I mean, I've seen a couple movies where he's been a good side character. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hail Caesar and the terrible Kingsman sequel are <laughs> yeah. good examples oh, of that. Yeah. Well, also in uh, fucking uh, this is the end. Oh, where fucking yeah. everybody oh. was in that, mm-hmm. but he's just you know walking around and like on the fucking yeah, like, Hey guys, <laughs> great. I want to come back to Rahul Kohli because I actually think he's better casting for someone I have later on. Yeah. But for Jack Burton, I do think we should go with Channing Tatum. All right, I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> so. Justice, let's start with you for Gracie Law. All right, I had uh, Nicole Bloom, who plays. Um, she's on uh, Superstore as the. Uh, I can't remember the name. It begins with a C. Do you watch Superstore at all? Uh, no, I but do. I did yeah. use an actor Nicole for it Bloom. later. Uh, she's. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I trying to remember the name of the character, but she's uh, she's great on that. She's half Japanese, half American, and uh, and I think she would be. She's uh, got really great comedy chops, and uh, she can play serious very well as well. So I think. Uh, uh, doing uh, doing both of those would be uh, uh, having that sort of balance for uh, Gracie would be pretty good. Got it. I like that. Yeah. Who'd you have? I went, I went Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu, really? <laughs> like just a badass. And then this was like still thinking like even a, like cop or lawyer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like someone who's super confident, mm-hmm. like will like fucking just like won't put up with your shit, um, and and can kick some ass. Yeah, like someone who I can imagine saying Jack, move. <laughs> and then just and then just taking care of the problem. I can see that. The actress that I have is an actress named Brenda Song, who mm. you huh, I have her later as well. Do you really? Uh, yeah. She is like kind of a from the Disney School of Acting, but she was also in Social Network. 
She mm-hmm. plays uh, that girlfriend, girlfriend in Social Network, yeah. and she's great. I'm always wondering why we don't see more of her. Yeah, she's but really good. Ca- but ca- like for the kind of big emotional, like this is what's going on, and we're gonna take him and we're gonna get those people back. Mm-hmm. If anything, I kind of thought the Disney School of Acting like Origins kind of fit oh, yeah, that yeah, a little yeah. bit, and that's why I thought that Brenda Song in particular would yeah. be kind of fun. I'll buy that. Are we so, voting? Or? I mean, <laughs> that's. I mean, we can vote if we kind of have a. I, I still feel strongly about Brenda Song. I like, like Brenda Song. I, I like Brenda. Song. I put her on my list later on because I like her. All right, yeah. let's have let's keep her for now, and then if we need to move things around later, we will. Yeah. So then, Robert, who do you have for Wang uh, Wang Chi? For Wang Chi, I was torn. We're being very civil, by the way. This <laughs> yeah, is yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be one or two that I know all of us have, like, deep in our hearts, like, this is the thing. Uh, this is very world. serious business right yeah. now. We are casting Absolutely. I think what I really loved about this is that I now have a hard time choosing, right? Now uh-huh. now there's a long enough list of actors where I can say, oh, I need to make a decision between several Asian actors instead of there just being the one guy. Yeah. So it's it's just nice to be in a time where that's, that's, that's a possibility. the conversation. <laughs> So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with youth on this one. Wise, since uh, I like it. Uh, I'm gonna go with Harry Shum Jr. Interesting. Go on. Tell me about Harry Shum Jr. Um, just because, like, uh, have you ever seen Shadowhunters? I have not. Or the Librarians? I have not, but I hear Librarians is super fun. You know, he's 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 been a part of these franchises that are like big magical, mm-hmm. uh, kicking ass. Mm-hmm. And you know he's just like just I mean just fucking look at him. He's a competent, <laughs> he's a competent, good-looking dude. He's a good-looking dude. And I mean he's British. Does he have martial arts experience? That. I do not know. I, do I not assume know. if he's on a show like Shadowhunters, he yeah. would. He's, he's I mean they're teaching him something. Yeah, they're teaching him something. He also comes from the Glee. He, he was yeah, yeah. So like he, you know, I I trust that he can do. He's he, he in can Crouching take... Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. So I assume he has yeah. martial arts. Experience. So he, you know, he he can like take all this like really wild, unbelievable stuff, mm-hmm. and like make 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 you feel like we're not in crazy town. Cool, good. All right, let me talk about mine. So my Wang Chi, I wrote down Harry Shum Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so. All of those things that Robert just said, but again. Uh, he is a great choice. Uh, I love when that happens. <laughs> uh, I, I'm i the only one that didn't go with uh, him, apparently. I went with Stephen Young. Stephen Young's good. Yeah, yeah tell me Young. about Stephen Young. From uh, The Walking Dead, who he played uh, Glenn. He's, uh, I, some, I think he could also do uh, both uh, comedy and action, clearly, from The Walking Dead. And that's why I, uh, I selected him. But I, I actually, yeah. yeah. He I'm was attached for a long time to... There's a comic book called Chew. Oh, okay. that's uh, a great C- comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C-H-E-W. Um, and he was attached for a long time to... I mean, this they will never make that. <laughs> no. Into a thing. It's just like... I pray for the day where technology and artistry <laughs> converge to the point where that can turn into something that's worth watching. I'm trying to remember where we cast him for Mortal Kombat. Because I know mm. I just recorded this that episode like a little bit ago but we most definitely cast uh steven yoon somewhere in mortal Kombat, and it's bothering me that i can't remember where also side note excuse me it is it is rumored i didn't i didn't do a deep dive in his research but the storms from from big trouble in little china their costuming was the inspiration for which character is it in in mortal Kombat that wears the oh, uh, Ra- raiden. raiden like it is rumored i believe that that I mean, yeah. 
the character of Lightning is basically Raiden. Yeah. I believe that. The only reason why, uh, in between our two choices, I would lean more towards Harry Shum Jr. is because he is of Chinese descent as opposed to South Korean. Yeah, I, I went... Yeah. From, uh, for most of these, I think I just went uh, kind of uh, Asian. I did, I did not uh, go mm-hmm. specifically Chinese. So Harry Shum I, Jr., whom I... like, I, I watched all hard. of Glee, so I, I love Harry <laughs> Shum Jr. <so. laughs> Great. So love we're going it. Harry. Okay. Uh, cool. So my turn to start. Um, so for Miao Yin, I went with an actress named Kelsey Chow. Uh, she was on Teen Wolf. I'm going to pull mm. up her uh, embeds. She's in Wind River and a bunch of different things. And <laughs> in The Amazing Spider-Man, she plays the character of Hot the Girl. The Hot Girl. Oh, uh, yeah. The Hot I remember. Yeah. But I... But because she's in Yellowstone and splitting up together and uh, Teen Wolf and those different things, and I I thought she'd be good. Mm. I care strongly about this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Justice, tell us about uh, your Meow Yin. Uh, my Meow Yin was uh, Michelle Selene Ang, who uh, is, uh, she was on uh, 13 Reasons Why. And that's basically where, uh, where people would know her from. I sort of uh, chose her on Look uh, alone. Uh, that's, the, that's the only thing I really know her from. But I remember she was very good uh, uh, in 13 Reasons Why. I don't really... Spell her last name? Uh, A-N-G. Oh, just Ang. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I, I heard more syllables there, so oh, I was, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. way out of that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and so it looks like she's been... Yeah, still very, uh, a lot of very fresh. She's on Fear the Walking, Fear the Walking Dead. Dead. Okay. She's in, I mean, she did an episode of okay. NCIS. Really? I'm, am I looking at a different... For maybe, Michelle maybe Ang? Michelle Ang uh, on uh, 13 Reasons Why? She may have been. I'm not... She's Australian. I'm looking... I'm not seeing 13 Reasons Why. Uh, there might be two Michelle Angs, I wonder. Michelle Celine Ang? Oh, there's... Uh, oh. Although this Michelle Ang that I'm looking at from Fear of the Walking Dead might be pretty good, too. Oh. Ah, here, yes. Yeah, there she is. One wow. with one L, one with two Ls. Want to know what's weird? What's that? I kind of prefer the other Michelle Ang. I think I... You know what? <laughs> I kind of think I do, too, now that I've seen uh, uh, her as well. Anyway, uh, I'm not particularly attached to mine, so if you want to go with that. <laughs> I kind of like this other Michelle uh, yeah. I just I like that there's there's so many choices. Yeah. Uh, I once again went with a name. Mm-hmm. And Did you do of, that a lot? Yeah. Partially, is I just saw Crazy Rich Asians, so like, that lot of my mind. I tried I'm, so hard to avoid just pulling from Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sadly. Uh, I went with Constant Swoo. Oh, mm-hmm. God, I love Constant Swoo. Uh, I love... Uh, and... Fresh off the boat, she's you know, so she's, good. She's a miracle. She's a miracle, and I think like in our in our remake version where where Miao Yin is a lot more feisty and kick ass, mm-hmm. like yeah, that's that's her. <laughs> I get that. Like she's not going to sit around and take shit. No, I would very much go with Constance Wu. But I'm good with any of these. You know, like uh, I think it really depends on like what our just you know... because of the kismet of the moment. I'd like to go with the Michelle sure, Ang we found, it. and because <laughs> I think that's amazing, and because all three of us are like, "Hey, like, great!" Hey. None of us knew about this actress, but I'm she down. kind of came in and surprised yeah. us. And I think that we can <laughs> thank justice on... for that. Yeah, we surprised. <laughs> she surprised us in the room. That worked out. Yeah, <laughs> she was on Neighbors. That's where like all those Australian beautiful people come from. Yeah, and since. And if anyone needs to have an accent, we yeah. the person who's traveling the world getting all the different ingredients in the wines. <laughs> I think it's great. We're going to go with this actress that none of us knew about, yeah. Paul Michelle Ang. Uh, that makes me so happy. Um, uh, who's next? Justice is going to take us away for David Lopan. David Lopan. Mm-hmm. Of course, I went with um, a, a great uh, action comedy star, Stephen Chow. 
Have you seen uh, Kung Fu oh. Hustle or Shaolin Soccer? Stephen Chow. I have not. Tell me about him. Oh, they're these. He's a. He's they're Chinese movies. So they're. they're uh, in Chinese, they're hilarious. I've seen Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, Kung Fu Hustle. He's the lead in Kung Fu Hustle. He also wrote and directed it. Okay. And yeah, it's the like those movies. I think uh, have that sort of out of the top, uh, over the uh, like just uh, out of bounds uh, comedy quality that I think translates well uh, to this. <laughs> and uh, and I, that's why I was like, oh, I, I when I thought of him, I was like, oh, that's perfect. He'd be perfect for this. I don't that's disagree. Strong. That's 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 a good choice, Robert. Who do you do have? Um, I just I just made a I just made a last minute change to mine <laughs> to, to Jackie Chan again, going with the name. Uh, my original one, just so he's, uh, I'm cheating a little bit, was was Daniel Wu, but that was just the idea. Like mm-hmm. we're we're taking like Daniel Wu from Into the Badlands. Oh yeah, I um, uh, he was I cast him in, in Mortal Kombat. No, um, uh, <laughs> You know, but someone who's, like, really charming and, mm-hmm. you know... Like, yeah, he's great. Like, fucking handsome as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, like, the, you know, the devil. Like, yeah. if someone's going to play the devil, that's the devil. But I, I, I do like this idea of, like, still living in this over... And that dude can fight. Mm-hmm. So, like, that wouldn't be a problem. But, like, in terms of yeah. this this world, I, I think Jackie's the guy. I Jackie Chan came up in our Mortal Kombat episode 2... Jackie Chan was the carpenter tried to get Jackie Chan. But doesn't this, Jackie Chan have in his contract that he will never play a villain? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he does because he's only ever played the good guy. Hmm. Well, like that's one of the things about Jackie Chan. Oh, he Jackie. only plays the hero. Well, then I'm then I'm, I'm gonna go with Daniel Wu. If we can't get Jackie because of a writer, then <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Daniel Wu. I like Daniel Wu a lot. Uh, obviously, like I've yeah. used him for other things before. Um, I don't. I kind of have a deep bench pull for this as well. I found an actor named Jason Scott Lee, and I found him because he literally in the Bruce Lee movie portrayed Bruce Lee. Oh. And so he's an older actor now, and he kind of has... Oh, yeah, I recognize this guy. And so I thought that you could take this particular actor and kind of both age him up and age him down hmm. as kind of a different thing. Because he's been around for a while. He's, he's Dragon, 51. right? That, the, the, that Bruce Lee movie, Dragon? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's also in Crouching Tiger, Hidden mm. Dragon, Sword of Destiny. But he's a deep bench pull, mm. and so he, like I thought that he kind of like would fit. Kind of like he doesn't pull focus too much as being like this recognized person. Like that that if you kind of have the young version of him and the old version of him, you wouldn't immediately know. No, that's clearly the same person. Mm. Which mm. I thought would be interesting, especially for this, because you have this character at the beginning of the movie who kind of appears and disappears, and you're like, oh my god, who was that? And then you have this decrepit old man, and if it's Someone like Jackie Chan, mm. you recognize them both yeah, right away. Yeah, yeah. That's Jackie Chan. Yeah. We're done. And so I thought that it'd be fun to have a more obscure actor for for that role. And I thought that he would be good, especially because he also has the the combat experience and mm. the history with that. So I thought he would be a good pull. But I like Stephen Chow. I that's the thing. I'm also leaning more towards Stephen Chow. I, like, I think that's a good. Pick. I think Stephen. Chow yes, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> You've had two. Have I? Sort of. Well, <laughs> Michelle Lang. Well, I, I stumbled into that one. <laughs> yeah. Full credit. So that brings us to Egg Shen. Robert, tell us about your Egg Shen. Again, I, in in staying on trends, uh, I went with Ken Jeong for Egg mm. Shen. I considered him. Ken Jeong of Community. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the Hangover movies. And Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. You know, Crazy just, Rich Asians. You know, just he, 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 he plays big characters really mm-hmm. well. And but he does them in a really grounded way. Like mm-hmm. his his character on Community is just fucking hilarious, man. Yeah. 
I actually briefly considered him for David Lopin uh, before mm. I found Jason Scott Lee. Mm. And because if there's any actor who would lean into ridiculous stereotypes and then go the other way with them, <laughs> mm. it would be Ken Jeong because mm. he's great. But for a movie called Big Trouble in Little China, he's South Korean. So yeah, that so that that's why I I did not uh, cast him. But the actor I have for Egg Shen is Dennis Dunn. Oh, the, ori- the, the original, the original Wang, uh, and because he's still around, he's still acting, and I kind of like the idea of. I mean, he's seen this all before, and mm-hmm. I think it's funny if it he's literally seen this all before, mm-hmm. and because he is he didn't kind of get the recognition he deserved when he was originally in this movie. Cause I agree yeah. with you, Robert. He was amazing. He's great. He's the hero. He's good at it. I see no reason for him to not still be the hero. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I do like yeah. Dennis Dunn. And is, is he still acting? I haven't uh, seen him. I looked him up. He, he, he does a few things here and there. Yeah. He used to be in a lot I more mean, stuff, his, but uh... his, his IMDb pro pick is his pick from that's his big claim to oh, fame. Really? <laughs> but, uh, he basically is in things up to 2002, and then in 2016, he's in something else as well. Oh, yeah. But, like, he's 66. He's the perfect age yeah. To, oh, yeah. to play Egg Shen. He would, he would be good. Justice. All right. I, Justice, who do you have? You, you, can't, you can't bail on yours. Oh, no. I, <laughs> oh, no I, I, uh, I'm still uh, proud of my pick. I went with Benedict Wong, who uh, played uh, Wong in Doctor Strange. Oh, Benedict Wong. Oh, yeah, he would be really good. And if you... Uh, you know, throw some uh, old age makeup on him. He could do sort of the wild-eyed craziness that uh, uh, Victor Long brushed of the part uh, originally, and I think he'd be great at it. Oh, you know what? I uh, might use Benedict Wong as a replacement for one of my like uh, thunder lightning people. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't cast them. Oh, I cast them uh, for this one in particular. I want to go with Dennis Dunn just because I want to pay tribute to the <laughs> the hero of the last movie. Yeah, I like it. I like that. Uh, but I, I love Benedict Wong. He's great. Yeah. Okay, that means that it is my turn to go first to talk about Margot. Margot is tricky because she's kind of she's kind of a psychic in her own yeah. right. She's she not necessarily a competent person yeah. on her own, but I kind of also want someone who's... I don't want her to be incompetent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went with Aquafina, who I... She's also in Crazy Rich Asians, but I first saw her in um, Ocean's 8, where... She's amazing. And uh, she kind of is younger and a little bit... I, I don't know what kind of character she plays in A Crazy Rich Asians, which, full disclosure, I haven't seen it yet. I know. Uh, I'm, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I haven't been to a movie in the theater in a little while, but it's it's playing like down the street from me. I really want to go. You have an excuse. You have a baby. Yeah, it's... I have no excuse. <laughs> I, I I just should have gone. You should have gone. The, there, there's still the, time. The there's weekend time. that they were screening it at the WGA was a weekend I was out of town, and I was like, "No, I want to go." You should have traveled and back so, like, into town just for the screening. I should have, but she kind of plays like the the younger, hipper person who's like, "No, this is what's going on. I understand. This is what this is what it is." She doesn't really fit our narrative of an immigration lawyer. So I'm perfectly happy going with someone else. <laughs> but I just I just thought she was good. Uh, you're up, Justice. For Margot, I actually... Uh, Margot initially was one of the only people I cast uh, still as white. Uh, then I eventually went to... Uh, switched back to Brenda Song. 
But since we've uh, oh, uh, we, oh. yeah we've uh, uh, switched to Brenda Song, I can uh, bring back my original uh, white casting, which was Danielle Panabaker, who plays Caitlin Snow on The Flash. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting choice. I can see that. I can see I that see too. That. Yeah, I I might go with um oh crap, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, the actress who plays the love interest, uh, uh, Iris West. Oh, I I yeah. can't remember her name either. Uh, but she's pretty good, too. But yeah, I, I went with Tanya Panabaker. Also, that Disney School of Acting. That's right. Uh, go ahead, Robert. Um, where, Margo? I put, I had Mindy Kaling. Ah. That also fits. You know, because it's one character that can be, you know, is, is outside of the mm-hmm. community. But, um, you know, to have, give some South Asian actors some love, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and I think. Who and also it, was in Ocean's 8 and was also oh, great yeah, in Ocean's right. 8. Um, but you know, uh, she, I think she's, she's just going to be her version of Margot. Yeah. You know, which I think is, is lovely. And I think that she, I actually think Mindy Kaling would be a good choice because I think she would play a very good harried immigration lawyer just like <laughs> yeah. trying to figure things out. Yeah. I mean, with her, uh, the Mindy project where she was playing a very harried doctor, that would, uh, <laughs> translates pretty well. Let's go with that. Let's go with Mindy Kaling for Margot, which brings us to Eddie. (laughs) For Eddie, I know the character's name is Eddie Lee. However, for this character, because I was so insistent on everyone else in the cast being like true Chinese descent and everything. And basically, Eddie is playing Wang's buddy, his best friend. He's just... I I didn't think that was, strictly speaking, necessary for this character. And his name Mm. is Eddie. So... I went with the other Superstore actor, Colton Dunn. I love Colton oh. Dunn. Because he doesn't need to be a, a, like a big part of the movie. He just needs to kind of show up, be funny, get some zingers in, help out a little bit, try to throw a punch and fail. <laughs> and so I thought Colton Dunn would be good at that. But yeah, that's what I thought. I, uh, this is where I uh, chose Manny Jacinto. Because I think, ah, yeah. got it. Uh, okay. I think he makes sense. Yeah, great, uh, funny. Because Eddie's definitely a comic role, and he is hilarious. That actually is a good choice for this mm. one as well. That's probably better than Colton Dunn. I think uh, they're both good. I, I like them both. Uh, well, I agree. Everything I do is great. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, I I had Randall Park. I love in that role. Wait, Randall Park from uh, Fresh Out the Boat. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at him for something, but I don't remember what. Yeah. Just Tell me about Randall Park. Other, for... You know, he 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 plays that kind of you know the he's he's got the optimism, mm-hmm. you know, just like yeah, or you know, but he's also kind of a he's like ah, you know, he's he to me he he's a, he's a very all American kind of guy, you know. It's just like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win that race. I don't know how, <laughs> but we're, it's gonna happen. I like it. Yeah, he's know? got a great dry delivery too. He's uh, so funny. Okay, then let's ask this, because I like Manny Jacinto and I like Randall Park. Mm. Because they would be the best friend to uh, our Wang Chi, who is Harry Shum Jr., mm. of our two actors, who do you think would be the better friend to Harry Shum Jr.? I, I like Manny Jacinto. Manny Jacinto? All right. All right, like Manny, Manny Jacinto. Jacinto. That sounds good to me. And at, when The Good Place finally ends, every single person on that show is never going to not work for the rest yeah. of their life. Yeah. They're also going to be fine. But uh, now we've got our... Thun- rain, thunder, and lightning. Let's start. Let's start with the person who is on the screen the least. Let's start with lightning, because theoretically he's the most powerful. But like he doesn't say anything. He has these weird spinny things on his hands, and he can literally ride lightning. <laughs> it's awesome. And then he doesn't do shit. Nope. And then wh- instead, like he sees all the the 
the the good guys and instead of actually attacking them he just like poses 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 and then they just escape while he's posing (laughs) which i get that's the joke that's funny but i'm just sitting there going no (laughs) absolutely not so our remake would just give give them more to do yeah Yeah. i want them to be like full bad guy villains who just fully buy into uh low pan's plot they're like no no we're all in yeah we're also evil and believe in the evil. Are we, no redemption are, is, arc for them. Just is is the premise here that so we're we're still on the, the in the framework of that thunder is the most prominent of the three. Not necessarily. Oh, okay. I don't necessarily care about that. Okay. I'm I'm going with that lightning. My casting. I'm kind of like going in reverse order of things they've done oh, okay. in the movie. Okay. Okay. So for lightning, I'll go first, Robert, since you just came up with someone. Yeah. Uh, there's an actor named Ross Butler. Ross Butler is also in 13 Reasons Why and he's in Riverdale oh yeah I, oh and I went does he with play this, Jughead I, no. <laughs> no 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 he plays Reggie right and that's right I went with this actor in particular because he is a very pretty actor mm-hmm. and I could totally see him just posing there throwing lightning at people <laughs> while looking pretty fair and that's all he needs to do I he has been in good things and he's Reggie or whatever mm-hmm. and can probably act but that's why I picked it, because mm. I thought it would be interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, for basing it on that, I have Sung Kang. Ooh, tell uh, us about him. As, as Lightning from, uh, from Fast and the Furious movies. Mm. He's like the foil to... Um, it's been a while since I've seen those movies. Oh. Is he the dude from Tokyo Drift? No. Yes? No. I don't know. I, I never saw Tokyo Drift. I know Channing Tatum was in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Is he? Really? I did not know that. I've um, only ever seen... He was in Tokyo Drift. He was also in Fast and Furious and Fast and Furious 6. Cars and punching. But, you know, I think, you know, he's he's got the look. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Handsome guy. Yeah. Can give good face. <laughs> Can give good face. Like, Absolutely. Gives, gives real good face. Yeah. Justice, tell us about your lightning. Uh, so, for all of my storms, you'll, uh, you'll notice a uh, uh, Chinese action star... Uh, theme so my lightning is jackie chan oh oh i love it there you go and he's not too old to be lightning. i think uh, that the respect that uh, people have for jackie chan it will it will translate the, the impressive <laughs> nature of uh, lightning <laughs> oh yeah of course he's just standing there you it's jackie chan you don't you know he can break you there all right you know what i'm not feeling particularly strongly about any of our three choices so when we do our 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 three bad guy enforcers let's kind of do all three together and like see if we can figure out who we have that will work well together Mm. okay my reign is chloe bennett i considered her yeah Um. uh chloe bennett is sky and daisy and quake in agents of shield i considered her for my gracie law at one point and yeah yeah she's great and she's over the course of agents of shield become a lot more competent to the point where she can kind of do mild combat as well Mm -hmm. And she's the sort of person who, if there needs to be some sort of showdown, like she can fight either Wang Chi or Miao Yin. She could, or both of them at the same time. And I think that she'd be able to kind of do the jumping on trampolines, kicking each other in the mm. air kind of fight. And I thought that that would be kind of fun. And she also is no stranger to posing while special effects get added to what she's doing. Uh, for Rain, I have Michelle Yeoh. Okay. Tell mm. us about her. I mean, she's, oh, let's get, just looking up, uh, it's, she has a lot of uh, action credits, uh, of course. Most recently, uh, you may have seen her as uh, Epra, as uh, Philippa Georgiou on uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, she's also apparently... And in, as, 
uh, in Crazy Rich Asians, which I still haven't seen. Yeah, exactly. But she's been doing, she's been awesome for a very, very long time. She kicks a lot of ass. Uh, she's also in a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as well. And so she has, you know, great, like, wire flying experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I considered her for Lopan. Ooh, oh, she yeah. would have been really be good, good as Lopan. I'm considering it. I, <laughs> I, I, I like her. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I have Louis Tan. You mean Louis Tan, the Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat that we cast? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Louis Tan's great. I like Michelle Yeoh, though. I like Michelle Yeoh a lot. Let's, Sweet. I, let's... I already forgot who yours was. Chloe Bennett? <laughs> I like either of those more than Louis Tan, and I love Louis Tan. Let's go with Michelle Yeoh. And that brings us to Thunder. I went first for the other two. Someone else go. I have Maggie Q. Maggie Q. For Thunder. I know how to spell Maggie. And uh, just the letter yeah, Q. Yeah, it's just the letter Q. Oh. Yeah, her stage name. Well. But, you know, she's like, she's done a ton of shit. She's been in action stuff. She, you know, I think, and if we're going to lead with the lady, I think she's she's got the she's got the street cred to be out there. Oh, yeah, like, she was Nikita. Kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. She, yeah, she's a really good choice. And uh, f- I like it. Yeah, uh, for mine, I went with uh, Donnie Yen. Who uh, was the Ip Man, and uh, you may have seen him. Yeah, in, yep. uh, and uh, he was also in uh, Rogue One. He played the blind uh, guy in Rogue One. Yeah, he was great in that, and uh, and I think uh, mm. uh, I think he'd be a, Donnie, yeah. uh, another fantastic choice. Every time, uh, who was the other actor you had named Donnie? Who me? Yeah, it was uh, for um, for David Lopan. Who was your person for David Lopan? Uh, I've forgotten already. Jackie Chan. Uh, Daniel Wu. Every time you said Daniel Wu, I was thinking of Donnie Chan. Oh, Donnie, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. <laughs> Every single time, that's who I was thinking of. I'm sure I'm sure Daniel Wu would take that as a compliment. Probably. <laughs> but I just realized that I was making that mistake. Sorry about that. But yes, also good. Whoops. <laughs> also good. I, they, they're both great. My Thunder is... So one of the things they did in the original Big Trouble in Little China is they cast like a bodybuilder wrestler mm-hmm. for that role. So I did the same thing. I went and I did some research on a professional wrestler mm-hmm. who would be able to play that role. And I found a, uh, an, a guy named Tian Bing who... Ooh. We're in the Dave Batista school now. Tian Bing. Well, if you need someone who's big to kind of like be the enforcer to represent Booming Thunder... Oh, he's on NXT. And he's a little—he's a little bit of a one for one, and I don't know much about wrestling, so I hmm. legit don't know if he's good or not. But I thought if he's on NXT, NXT got the look. If he's on NXT, I bet he's probably pretty good. And so I thought it would be fun, like because theoretically, you you go the Avatar route, and both Rain, Thunder, and Lightning represent different forms of martial arts or different mm. forms of magic, and wrestling can be a form of martial arts, and so yeah. that. So for this, that's the one that I potentially could have replaced with Benedict Wong, but that I thought would be a good choice for Thunder in particular. I like that. So if it were me, I would do Tian Bing for Thunder and Michelle Yeoh for Rain. But who do we think would pair well with those two for Lightning? Well, I actually, I like Chloe Bennett as Rain and Michelle Yeoh as Lightning. Ooh. Oh, I, you know, I like that idea. I like that too. Cool. That decides that. I love it. To make a long episode longer, the one thing, the two things that we have left to do are talk about writer, director, and or writer, director. Whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't pick an Uncle Chu? I didn't pick an Uncle Chu. I I'm picked sorry. an Uncle Chu because there's <laughs> only, Uncle Chu? There's I did, I did only not one Chu. choice for an Uncle Chu, and it's James Hong. <laughs> All right. 
James Hong uh, has to come back. Yeah, James Hong has to show up yeah. somewhere. You know, because I like I didn't the only uh, I didn't choose Dennis uh, Dunn because uh, I did consider him for some other choices before. Uh, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, I think I only want to have one cameo from the original movie. And James Hong, whom I was surprised to discover is still alive. And still, I thought he was dead. Yeah, he's I thought he was dead. My God, he, he is so prolific and he's, he's still like prolific. 90. Yeah, he is. He uh, let's is see. 89 years old. Yeah. And so if we're going to get him in, we got to get him in right now. <laughs> yeah. All done. right, done. Yeah. So, uh, as of the recording of this episode, <laughs> the ideal casting for Uncle Chu is James Hall. Great, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's talk. The hardest time I had with anyone in this list was the writer. Yeah, yeah. Because it had to be someone who could handle magical realism and action and. Chinese culture and uh and so I dug and dug and dug and I have a backup um but I also wanted to find someone who was Chinese or of Chinese descent or uh somehow connected to that culture and the writer I found is a writer named Lea Fong mm-hmm. and she has written on The Magicians and Emerald City and Once Upon a Time and that is who I thought would be the best writer my backup is a writer named uh, Kato Shimizu. She she isn't uh, of Chinese descent, but she's a huge comic book nerd. She's written for the Arrowverse. She wrote Being mm. Human. She's had a and she's had a bunch of other jobs in the industry to the point where she'd probably be able to be a good director for the special effects. But Leia Fong was my was my pick for writer. Okay, I actually I went with uh, writer director combos. Uh, oh, great, love it. Yeah, I, actually the I had. Two, because uh, one of them I'm already using, actually, because he's already directed and written for himself. I actually went with Stephen Chow again. Oh, yeah. wow. Interesting. But if you if you've thought that was a cop-out, mm-hmm. I also considered Taika Waititi, which just a, somebody mm-hmm. offhand who has great comedy and action experience. Makes yeah. sense in my brain. Yeah. Uh, Taika Waititi was also on my... Uh, I'm torn, right? So, like, for, for screen... For, for writing... I was I was really torn between a lot of choices. So I think <laughs> even even though he's not of Chinese descent, I think Taika Waititi would be my my writer. Okay. For this, uh, just because he has that just that super weird sensibility, and now that and now for sure that we've seen Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. you know that he he really understands. And having been vict- a victim of the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> um, he under he understands like that wild magical ground but still grounded h- how to do that yeah uh, how far is too far where to go how to draw the line but also make sure it's good is that a, a question no, no, or that's a statement, statement. That's, okay because <laughs> green lantern is too far into crazy yeah. town and, and he was just to, to to be fair he was just in the movie like he yeah, wasn't he wasn't yeah, like yeah. He just he and he, I think he learned a lot. He saw it on the ground floor. Yeah, I think I think he was like, oh, okay. When I make <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, even though no one knows I'm going to do Thor Ragnarok yet. But we're trust not, me, it'll we're, happen. We're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take all the we're gonna take all the good things, but have better special effects. I like. It. <laughs> I had uh, a 12 year old kid tell me that he didn't like Green Lantern. I'm like, you're the audience. Yeah, like, you're who made it's it, for. They made it for you. They have a Hot Wheel car in it <laughs> on a track. On a track. Uh, anyway, so, so but you have him as just the writer. Uh, just the writer, because I have somebody else in mind for director. I okay. mean, he easily, easily could be writer director. 
Okay, uh, but Justice, you have him as writer-director. I have him as writer-director. I have, yeah, aside from oh. Stephen Chow. Yeah. Only because I just want to throw another name in. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then, before we land on that, who, tell me who you had as your director. Well, if I'm doing a separate director, I'm, if going, you're doing a separate I'm director. going with Justin Lin. Okay, great. Yeah, good choice. Uh, yep. Uh, I was I was torn, though, between Justin Lin and, and Daniel Kwan. Who is who I have, because yeah. Robert looked at my sheet of paper <laughs> and cheated. <laughs> <I> cheated. <laughs> but I mean, Justin Lin, like... The the team of Taika and, and Justin, I think, would be just a really mm-hmm. interesting... Com- uh, cause it, it, for people who aren't necessarily aware, what are some other oh, things yeah. Justin Lin So done? Justin Lin has directed uh, the Star Trek movies, mm-hmm. like the, the latest installment of Star Trek movies, and Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. So he is no stranger to big action explosive set pieces. So uh, I think the combination of, of that kind of vision mm-hmm. with, with kind of the comedic groundedness of... Taika Waititi's writing, I think, could make for, like, a very interesting I, uh, movie. I agree with that. I had had Daniel Kwan, or, Dan, I wrote Dan Kwan, Daniel yeah. Kwan, whatever. Uh, whatever he prefers. Um, because he, again, is of Chinese descent, but he also is the director of Swiss, Swiss Army, Army Man. Yeah. Yeah. And Swiss <laughs> Army Man is great. Oh my God. I literally wrote down Swiss Army Man, magical realism like, what? <laughs> yeah, and if you want somebody who wants to do something as crazy as possible, you could uh, really <laughs> swing it. Swiss Army Man is swinging for the fences. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. Swiss Army Man is swinging for the fences, but it does so in a subtly comedic way instead of an over-the-top comedic way. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is Justin Lin isn't necessarily a comedic director. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if he has a comedic script, he could be. And I kind of agree with you guys. I like the pairing of Taika Waititi and... I just blanked on, his, on the name that I just said. Justin Lin? Thank uh, you, Justin Lin. Lin. Wow. As much as I love Dan Kwan, and I think Swiss Army Man is amazing, I think it's the wrong kind of magical realism comedy just based on what mm-hmm. you two have been saying. So I would go with your pairing of Taika Waititi mm-hmm. and uh, you were Justin You were saying, Justin, you would, you would be Taika Waititi... Writer and director. Right? That was my, my initial thing, but I, I didn't think of Justin Lin, and I think he's a great option for uh, directing. So I can only like I can only like how big would that movie? Be? <laughs> I mean, yeah. this movie was so big in its time. I think that it, it should be even more yeah. equally Bigger big. Trouble in Little China. So yeah, let's do that. Let's do uh, Taika Waititi and Justin Lin. Yeah. And another script falls to the Taika Waititi in an ideal <laughs> remake. I mean, I just want to hear what he writes. He's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Take that ghost. And piss off ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so let's, uh, let me take you through our cast. Yeah. So, playing the role of Jack Burton, we have Channing Tatum. Playing Gracie Law, we have Brenda Song. Wang Chi is Harry Shum Jr., uh, Miao Yin is Michelle Ang, who we all discovered Yay! today. <laughs> uh, David Lopan is Stephen Chow. Egg Shen is Dennis Dunn. Margot is going to be Mindy Kaling. Eddie is Manny Jacinto. Thunder is going to be uh, Tian Bing. Rain is going to be Chloe Bennett. Lightning is Michelle Yeoh. Uncle Chu will be James Hong, so we got to start production right now. <laughs> Our writer is going to be Taika Waititi, and our director is going to be Justin Lin. And that is 2018's Big Trouble, Trouble in, in China. China. <laughs> we did really well with that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how we feel about that. We all made faces. Oh, man. Uh, awesome. How do you guys feel about it? Would you go see this movie? Uh, well, of course I would. I'm oh, yeah, the one that yeah, likes I it. Would. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
but here's the thing. It's another one of those movies that I think is perfect for the show because there's, there's definitely something there. We just have to do it now instead of in the past. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very interested, like, if this sequel, I guess is the best way to phrase it, mm-hmm. that, that Dwayne, that the, Dwayne the, Johnson... It's called Ideal Remake. Oh, no, the one they're actually... <laughs> the, yeah, the one that, actually, that Dwayne Johnson is making... Um, Bigger Trouble in Little or China? Whatever it's going to be. If it, if it actually gets off the ground and, and happens... Uh, I'm just I'm just really interested to see like what what elements of the story that yeah that they that they feel that they felt were mm-hmm. critical to to make another film. Agreed. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course we'll they're going to listen to this and get all their best ideas. Yeah, yeah. they should. <laughs> and I would I would love a, a story by credit. <laughs> all right so justice tell us where people can find you on the internet and uh, anything you'd like to plug. Uh, yeah, right now uh, you can. Probably the best place to find me is uh, pa- popping up in the background of a lots of uh, of uh, review videos, uh, mobile technology review videos. Go to uh, youtube.com slash the Mr. Mobile and uh, and make sure you smash that subscribe button. Woohoo! Like and subscribe. Uh, also, uh, I'm going to be appearing on uh, <laughs> another uh, podcast uh, pretty soon uh, called uh, A Star to Steer Her By, which is a a Star Trek podcast. Uh, I've been on a previous mm-hmm. episode where we talked about an episode called, of course, Justice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and that that episode is terrible. Uh, the episode that we'll be talking about in the future <laughs> is actually really good. It's an episode called Darmok. So uh, if you like Star Trek, uh, definitely subscribe to A Star to Steer Her By. It's really a really great, really funny podcast. Say, say the name of the podcast slower. A Star to Steer Her By. A star to steer her by. Yes. Okay, got yeah, it. I'm, I'm a fast talker. I come from the East Coast. <laughs> it's great. So, uh, but do you want people to follow you on Twitter or Instagram? You personally? Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, it's uh, on Twitter. I'm Herobotic. H e r o b o t i c. On Instagram, I'm the same thing except there's uh, it's i c k at the end because I used to have the original one. Shut down my Instagram for a bit and then popped it back up and couldn't get the same name. Weird. Yeah, uh, Robert. I, you know, my website is robertpaterno.com. Will you spell paterno? Uh, P as in Peter, A, T as in Tom, E, R, N as in nurse, O. Uh, no relation to Joe Paterno, before you ask. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter at robert underscore paterno, uh, same spelling. And, you know, um, I'm in commercials sometimes or whatever. So, like... Can verify this not, is not, not that you can see my face right now. So, you wouldn't know that anyway, even if you yeah, had. Yeah, but as soon as they go to your website, they'll be like, oh, yeah, like, that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy, kind of. <laughs> I was watching Hulu, and then I had to wait. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I just sat there scaring, staring angrily at the screen. It's this guy's fault. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's me, and you know I do a lot of theater around uh, Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. if you're local, um, come come see, go see a play, even if I'm not in it. <laughs> Always a good idea. Period. Yeah, I've had a couple theater people on as guests, and I like doing that. Um, if you're interested in following the podcast, we'd love to have you on Twitter. We're at Ideal Remake. On Instagram, we're at Ideal Remake, and you can always go on Facebook to Ideal Remake Podcast or the Ideal Remake page, and you can like us there or you can follow us on any social media and we'd really appreciate it rate review subscribe all those really help but more importantly tell a friend if you enjoy what we're doing and if you've been listening to this for two hours (laughs) you do (laughs) please tell a friend because we really enjoy doing this and i want to continue doing it and people things like that help 
But if you want to find out more about me, I'm at Sam Gash, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H on the Twitters. This has been Ideal Remake. Cool. Thank you, Justice. Thank you, Robert, yeah, for being thanks, thanks for having my us. guests for this episode. Yeah. It was a great time. I hope you had fun. <laughs> and uh, if you're tuning in now on the Squawk Box, we're going to tell you what big old Jack has to say. <laughs> and then just a monster appears from behind the podcast about to kill us all. He's all wet. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. It's, raining. Uh, it's just a monster with right. flop sweat.